Hey, Mama Chiropractors, this is Dr. Danielle here. Welcome to the Align Women Podcast, episode 32. Our guest today is Dr. Aaron Jacob Stagner. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say thank you. Really, really thank you for listening to this show every week. Your time as a mom and a chiropractor is precious. And any time that you give to anything else besides those two things is time that needs to be well spent. To help you get the most out of your experience in the Aligned Women community, and because I know that you are so busy, I want to invite you to become an Aligned Women Insider. The insiders are our email subscribers who get first dibs to our free challenges and trainings, and of course, also VIP access to our weekly podcast episodes and blog posts, and really insights from me that I only share with the email subscribers. So if you want to be certain that you get first priority, first access to our challenges and trainings, then be sure that you are subscribed to the Aligned Women Insiders newsletter. Head over to alignwomen.com, enter your name, email address, and subscribe. Okay, so now on to today's episode with Dr. Aaron Jacob Sagner. You're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the show for moms who are chiropractors. This show will bring you guests to share their stories, their struggles, their experiences, and me, your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, so that you can create a practice that's right for you and your family. Hey, everyone. I'm here today with Dr. Erin Jacob Sagmer. She graduated from Logan College in 2006 with her chiropractic degree. And then again in 2010 with her master's in sports science and rehabilitation. She recently completed a master's in human anatomy and physiology instruction from New York Chiropractic College. She has taught anatomy and physiology for 10 years at the local community college. She works in her practice with her mother, Dr. Dottie Purnell in Greenwood, Mississippi. She recently married last month and has three daughters, ages 10, seven, and five. Dr. Aaron, hey, how are you? Hey. My bio sounds like I'm really busy. <laughs> I believe that you are really busy. Well, if you were looking at me, you would say differently. I'm sitting in a treatment room in my office with the door shut on the floor with papers spread out in front of me. <laughs> yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you as a guest on the show today because I know that we have a lot of similar thoughts about motherhood and chiropractic in general. Yeah. And um, you recently sent over an email to me that I was like, oh, this is a great thing for us to chat about on a podcast episode. And those were ideal practice rules. And I thought that was um, kind of a cute play on words, ideal practice rules. Like a lot of rules are not ideal. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, And these are just like ideal practice rules. So tell me more about how you came up with these, first of all. Um, these are basically just basic tenets of how I try to keep my life and my practice separate. Um, it keeps me from letting one bleed over into the other. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's going to happen sometimes anyway, especially like for me, my kids come in the office and they get adjusted. My husband comes in the office and gets adjusted. My mom lives like literally a half a mile from my house. So she's going to come over and eat dinner at least a couple nights a week. So, I mean, there's a certain amount of overflow that's going to happen, but these, these rules or guidelines, if you want to call them, really keep me from bringing my work home and letting it interfere with my kids. So, um, 
it really just kind of happened over time. It wasn't something that I just sat down in a book one day and read, oh, these are great ideas. I think I'll try to implement these. Right. It just came from lots of different places and lots of different experiences in my life. So, Well, yeah, if we look back at your bio, as I'm looking at it on my screen right now, you graduated from Logan with your doctorate in 2006, and your oldest daughter is 10. So 10. she came along right around the time that you finished your chiropractic degree. Right. Like, um, I found out I was pregnant with Maggie in September and I graduated the following August. So I had her in June, right after I finished my internship. Like literally I was waddling through the clinic and he finally mm -hmm. said, go home. <laughs> so I had her in June and I went back to St. Louis and graduated in August. Wow. So it was kind of a whirlwind there for a while. Yeah. Gosh, that sounds really tough actually. Like physically tough to have a baby in June and then graduate in August. Um, it's funny because all of my graduation pictures, she's like, I'm holding her and she looks so tiny now. And, and now she's like taller than me. She's <laughs> five, seven, I think. So it's so funny to go back and look at that. Cause I don't remember much of the last year of school, <laughs> you know, yeah. it kind of makes you brain dead anyway. Yes. And then add on top of all that, you're trying to finish school and get out and get boards done. And it was just like, I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> so what I find interesting about that, and actually I've talked to a few moms now who have had similar experiences where they, like, they finish school and their baby is born, like, right mm -hmm. at the same time. You've not really known yourself as a chiropractor. Without kids. Being a mom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I so, think there, I mean, there's points to that that are good and points to that that are not so great. Like, it's a whole lot easier for me to relate to women with kids and have always had kids, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really have a life outside of their kids. Yeah. So I understand that, but I find it's harder for me sometimes to relate to people that don't necessarily have kids or haven't had kids yet. I'm like, you you know, it's that meme that you see on Facebook that says people without kids tell me they're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. I just don't, I don't understand that whole part of life, but it's, it's funny because with Maggie, I had her right after, right before I graduated school. And then we didn't know that anything was wrong until probably six or eight months later. And then it all just kind of like life just stalled because we, she, she wasn't walking like she was supposed to. She wasn't reaching milestones like she was supposed to. So things just kind of came to a screeching halt. So it was really tough at that point. And then at learning to adjust to her autism and her being different and not processing things the way that other kids do, it was like that took all of my attention at that time. So it was three and a half years before my middle child came along. And that was important for me because I had to learn how to not necessarily deal with Maggie, but you have to deal with Maggie. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you have to learn that we're not going to do spelling words the way everybody else does spelling words. We're not going to learn to communicate and learn to deal with other people and social interactions are going to be weird. So I mean, it's even, she's 10 now and it's still weird. Like she got in the car this morning and she's, she has no idea how to tone her voice. Like she'll, she'll get in the car and she's screaming and I'm like, why are you yelling at me? Oh, I'm sorry, mom. Like, oh my gosh, Mags, really. But she's, she's high functioning. So it makes her a lot, a lot more easier than kids that would be nonverbal or kids that have seizures or things that, that are complicated with autism. Mm -hmm. So that was a whole 
life-changing experience, which definitely led to um, some of the ideal practice rules even more. Yeah, I can imagine. I can really imagine that that, I mean, the experience with your first daughter uh, really led you to doing a lot of work to figure out a balance between life and work. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's still every day, and especially when you have one child that's not neurotypical and two kids that are. Mm -hmm. So now you have to explain, well, why does Maggie do this? And why does Maggie do that? And, you know, they're all of the age now where, you know, they'll just look at her and be like, that's just Maggie, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that you get that and that you know that she's different, but you, you know, we don't, nobody treats her any different. So yeah, it okay. becomes interesting. So let's talk more about your ideal practice rules then. Sure. Uh, Ideal practice rule number one, don't take work home. Oh, never, I'm never. So, so guilty of this. <laughs> never, never, never. There is no reason for your kids to be playing in the floor and you working on charts. That is just so not cool. That's your time to spend with them and their time to spend with you. And there's no way that you should cheat them from that. Not ever. Now, am I guilty? Oh, yeah. It happens sometimes, but that is like the first thing. Like if, it, if I can't get it done while I'm at the office, then it waits till tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I know that a lot of moms that listen to this show are in a similar situation, right? They don't want to be working when they're with their kids, but they do. Yeah. So what advice would you offer to a mom who is in that situation right now? She is taking home um, her laptop to do office notes or working on marketing things while she's got little ones like watching TV next to her or playing with her toys in another room. Sure. I get it. I've been there. I've done it, but I will tell you this, that they don't, they don't stay that little forever. You know, there's, and my husband doesn't have kids, so this has been a real learning experience for him, but like they won't always ask you to play with their hair or yeah. put a puzzle together with them or, you know, come dance in the living room with me. They're not going to always do that. Mm -hmm. And your, your charts will be there tomorrow. Trust me. <laughs> They'll they be there tomorrow with some extras. <laughs> so if you can at all costs, like whatever you do, please make sure you don't bring that stuff home. It just, it makes your, your relationship with your kids tougher. It makes your relationship with your, with your partner, spouse, significant other tougher. It makes everything tougher. And it's like, you've got to, find that delineation between work and when you start your time at home. Because if you don't create an exact moment where one stops and the other starts, they're going to bleed over into each other and nobody's going to be happy. It makes life so much harder. Well, I think what happens for people like you and I, especially who are, who are very driven and type A personalities by nature, mm -hmm. we tend to default into work never stops, right? right. And so instead of actually making time for ourselves and making time for our families, when we don't set that clear boundary, we just kind of continue to work on something always. Mm -hmm. And what I've really noticed for myself over the last few weeks in particular is that what always slides first is healthy food. So when I'm not really intentional about cutting myself off from working mm -hmm. on work stuff at some specific time, then all of a sudden we're all starving and looking for something to eat and there's not something healthy prepared. And so then we end up getting fast food or going out to eat when really we could be at home cooking that healthy food anyway. So it just doesn't set us up for success when oh, not at all. we don't have that clear boundary. 
So that's part of the reason why that's rule number one. Yeah. You know, like if you, if you make that intentional, if you're intentional about that and you make that a priority, it's like you said, it sets you up for success in other places. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I created this thing called the ideal practice map and that's exactly why it starts off with designing your life first and then putting your practice inside of it because of this exact reason. When we don't do that, work takes over everything. It does. It takes over all of our time. And you know what's fun? What I found funny is like patients get it, you know, like I'll tell them really quick, you know, I don't come in on Tuesdays until 1030. What do you mean? Your mom comes in at eight. You're right. I go to exercise and I go run and then I come to the office. Mm -hmm. Well, what if your patient has to come in at eight? Well, if they have to come in at eight, then they can see her or they can wait till I get here. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you explain that to them and you just tell them, I'm, I'm, I don't come in until 1030 because that's my time to exercise in the mornings and there's no kids at home. They're like, that's awesome. I'll be here at 1030. They don't have a problem with that. You know? Yeah. So I think patients are a lot more understanding than we give them credit for sometimes. Yeah, and I think also, too, that they're looking for people like us to be able to lead them to that sort of thing in their own life as well, to help them set those boundaries as well. And when they see us do it, they're like, they know they want to be, but then they have a role model, if you will, of Mm -hmm. someone else that is doing that and helping them to create those same boundaries for themselves. Yeah. And you'll find that they'll ask you like, how do you do this? Or how do you work this into your schedule or help me find something that I can do at home? Or, you know, they'll start to ask you questions about how, how do you get all this done? (laughs) Like, well, you just kind of make it work. (laughs) I can, I can give you advice about it, but what works for me may not work for you. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it really leads into practice rule number two, where you have to find a way to vent. Yes. Awesome. So tell me more about how you find ways to vent in your life. Um, it's funny because <laughs> number one for me is exercise. If you had asked me that five years ago, I would have said, what? No way. I'm not, I'm not running unless somebody's chasing me. But <laughs> it's become a habit for me now. Like today was an, a very odd exception to the rule because I didn't go exercise this morning at all because we're running all over town and trying to get errands done before we're headed out of town this afternoon. I go to exercise two days a week. And then I just try to stay as active as I can outside of the office. Like um, we usually on Sundays we go out and that's like our yard day. So we'll go rake and mow and all that stuff. But um, the other important thing is you've got to have people outside of your family. Like, honest to goodness, trust me, your partner, your spouse, your significant other is tired of hearing about your patients. <laughs> trust me, they are. Yeah. And your kids really don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love them to death, but they're really not that interested. So you have to find somebody. And even knowing that you can't talk about your patients because of HIPAA, you can still, you know, like, okay, yesterday I had this guy from South Africa. And my kids are like, Really? And then that was the end of the conversation. Like they don't give a rip that the guys from South Africa, I thought it was so cool, you know? (laughs) So you've got to find somebody that's interested in you, but isn't interested. You know what I'm saying? Like you can talk to them about it and they can talk to you about it, but they don't need all the gory details. So you've got to, yeah, you've got to find 
people that you could talk to and what better way than with the group that you started I think that's awesome you know like it gives us all a way to like vent and talk about what's going on in our practices and in our lives and not have it be public knowledge per se yep so it allows you to get rid of any tension and aggravation and anxiety that you've had about the day but not necessarily have to explain it Yes. Okay. So for someone that's listening right now and they're like, what, what group <laughs> you can find it easy <laughs> on Facebook, search for mama chiropractors. It should come up in your search, but make sure you're searching for a group of course, and then you'll find it. The URL to the group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash mama chiropractors. And there is a lot of great discussion there um, about practice, but also about motherhood, especially a lot of new moms in the group to new like their, their kiddos are two and under. So there's lots of like new mom questions about um, different conditions and behaviors and things like that. So if you're a mom that has older kiddos, then you can contribute there. <laughs> oh, and please do contribute. I mean, yes, there were so many things that I wish I had known when my kids were little that I didn't. And had it, you know, had this group been around and had I had the support, I would have been able to say, you know, is this normal? How do you do this? Mm -hmm. Like, I think yesterday there was a question about fevers. Yes. That were posted. And I was like, holy cow, I'm so glad I'm not the only one that does that. And I think sometimes even if you don't ever post anything, just to read through and maybe like it or comment occasionally, just to know that there's somebody out there that sees things the way you see things is so such a positive reinforcement for moms. Yeah. It's so easy to go out and practice, especially if you're a practice owner uh, and feel like you're on an Island all alone <laughs> in your practice mm -hmm. and, and to get exactly. really busy with life and practice and to not have the same connections or friendships that you used to have, like in chiropractic school, for example, when your classmates were there with you every day. Uh, so, as much as, you know, people have negative things to say about social media, I find it to be really positive because we do have things like this where we can connect with other like-minded women who are going through the same things that we're going through. How else would we connect with women all over the country and actually even all over the world without access through social media? Yeah. And you know what I think is really weird? Like, in Mississippi especially, like, there aren't as many women chiropractors as there are men. And even when you run into them in public, it's a weird relationship. Like, they're not really sure how to handle each other. They're not really sure if you're competition or do you want to be friends or what do you, you know, is there an ulterior motive? But when you put people online, it's like they lose inhibitions, you know? <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but in this case, it's good. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you're not afraid to speak out and say something if you have an opinion on things, you're not afraid to put it in writing and put it out there. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes that connection so much easier and it removes any of the, that animosity that you may run into if you actually ran into that person in public. Yeah. Know, maybe it's just me. I would agree. And, and on that note too, when I think about what venting looks like for me, it's actually not connecting with other people. It's really more mm -hmm. so for me about having time by myself. Like that's yeah. my outlet, if you will, because I'm actually quite introverted. And when I spend most of my day either 
hanging out with my kids who are mm -hmm. pretty extroverted, um, talking to patients, talking to clients, podcasting, sharing on social media, <laughs> writing emails, and then connecting with my husband, hopefully at some point after all of that, I'm like, okay, I just need to be by myself. <laughs> That's yeah. That for me is like my venting. <laughs> yeah. If you look at it kind of like a, a gas tank. So like you start each day with a full tank. Mm -hmm. And by the time you've had contact with patients and contact with your kids, and then you get back home at the end of the day, your gas tank's near and empty. And you really, that's not cool because you still have to engage over dinner and you still have to engage over homework and you still have to engage with your husband and you run out of gas. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out a way even if it's during, like, I, we don't take a lunch break, so I don't know, other people may, I'm pretty sure they do, but, you know, if you find, like, even 10 minutes alone, just to, to put a little gas back in the tank, I mean, for us, it's funny, because there's, there's four women that work in my office, and if we can't find anybody, we always look at the bathroom first, because we all just, that's where we take our time out, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's the only place patients won't go. <laughs> if you lose anybody, check the bathroom first because we're, we're all having to reboot in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. But even if it's, you know, if you're at home and you're just, you know, it's your day off and you just need a minute, put the kids in front of the TV. They'll be fine. Go to the bathroom, go to the dark closet, go to your bedroom, wherever you have to go and take that five or 10 minutes for yourself. Because if you don't, you can't, you can't take any more gas out of an empty tank. Right. And that's not fair to you or anybody else. So, yeah, I'm with you. Quiet time is super, super important. I think it's one of the hardest things to give ourselves as moms, but also oh, definitely. most necessary. Yeah, you almost have a sense of guilt about it, which is ludicrous, you know? Like, we don't feel bad for anybody else taking time for themselves. In fact, we tell our patients to do it a lot. But right. then when we need to do it, we feel guilty about it. Like, I'm, who put that stigma up there? <laughs> yes. I'm working on that myself. I've been working on that for a long time, a couple of years now probably. And I'm at a point now where it's becoming easier. I can finally say it's becoming easier to not put up so much resistance to, to, to taking care of myself in whatever way that means. But, you know, if mm -hmm. that means having time by myself, my husband takes the kids out of the house for a few hours on Sunday – and so be it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So and that leads to ideal practice rule number three. Yeah. Setting your Set priorities. Your priorities. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> flashback to Dr. Nelson, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> your list of 10 things you will not compromise on. Mm -hmm. That's a really hard list to make, by the way. It is. In case. Yep. But if you break it down to like your top three, the three most important things to you, and of course, you know, as moms, our kids and family are going to be like right up there in the top. And as a chiropractor, you know, chiropractic and healthcare is going to be top. And then your relationship with your creator, whoever you choose to call that person, that's got to be up there too. So that takes care of your top three. I mean, for everybody, there may be something different, but for me, that's where those things fit. And in the end, if you look at, at opportunities that happen in your life, um, if you take it in light of these top three priorities, if it doesn't work in a positive way to help you to grow closer or to help profit those three things, then it doesn't happen. And it took me a long time to say no 
like I'm a people pleaser to the core. Mm -hmm. Like I just want everything to go well and everybody to be happy and get everything done. We're supposed to get done. But in the end, if it doesn't work for those three things, you have to say no. Otherwise your plate gets so full and your life gets so busy that you lose sight of what's really important to you. So if you keep those, those top priorities in line and in view and like always, as I should say, on your dashboard, then you don't have to worry about, well, major decisions, you know, how do we do this? What do we do that? Do we take this job? Do we go here? Do we move there? You know, in light of those three things, it, those questions are already answered. There's not, it removes most of your debating about major decisions and pondering back and forth and mm -hmm. it just allows your life more clarity. So I have a good example of this that's applicable for me right now in practice because I have this internal mm, dialogue going on that I should be connecting with schools in the area of my new practice mm -hmm. and letting them know that I can help them with things like school physicals and uh, preseason concussion baseline testing. I, I'm really good at those things and I should be doing those things <laughs> in my, in my brain. Right. But when I stop and think about what my true practice goals are right now and what's really in alignment with my, with my goals and my desires for myself and the way and how I want to feel and show up for my family, then I can take a step back and go, you know, maybe, um, spending my time, in the evenings, doing school physicals one after the other is maybe not in alignment with all of those things, even yeah. though I have that continuing dialogue that tells me I should be doing this. And I think a lot of that comes from my training, but also just from being, uh, you know, a driven person. Like, I should be doing more. I should be yeah. always doing more. <laughs> I totally get that. Like, we spent eight years working in athletics at the local university, and I mean, well, you understand, you were there with us. You and Dr. Nelson came down and helped us do some testing for us. But, yeah. like, we were traveling football, men and women's basketball, track and field, softball, soccer, baseball. Every team that played, we were there. And that was a lot of time spent away from home. And, yes, our practice was so much bigger. Yes, there was more revenue. Yes, there were a lot of perks to the situation. But at the same time, now looking back on it, boy, am I glad we stopped. Like, holy cow, did I miss out on so much time that could have, spent, could have been spent with my kids, that, you know, my husband and I were just starting to date each other and get to know each other. I could have spent so much more time with him. Of course, now I get all my time with him, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, did it hurt my practice? Yes. Did my volume go down? Yes. Are my better mom, a better wife, a better caregiver in my office, you betcha, because I'm not stressing about, okay, we got to move patients because we're going to be gone Monday because it's a basketball game in Louisiana. You know, it just doesn't fit. And just like you were saying, it, it doesn't match my goals, my priorities for this season in my life. Now, can I go back to that? Maybe so, but not right now. And I'm okay with that because it doesn't fit with my top three priorities. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah. And for me right now, I'm still in my childbearing years, even though I'm in my mid thirties. Oh yeah. I know. Exactly. Convinced that I won't have more babies. And so when I really look at it from that perspective, Mm. knowing that we could start all over again with a newborn, I'm like, wow. Okay. um, This season of my life is about taking care of little ones. And that's so much different than the perspective that I had six years ago before I had children or closer to seven years ago now when I was, you know, happy, happily traveling all over and Mm -hmm. working the weekends with athletes. (laughs) It was fun, but that fun can also come again later. Right. Right. And that, you know, I'm kind of going, this is crazy, but I'm kind of going over the same thing because he has, my husband has no kids of his own. I have three girls. And I feel like that that's part that should be part of our lives. Like we should be able to have a child together. So that's on the table. And then at the same time, it's like, okay, so what are you going to do with your practice? Because you're not, you know, I've had three C-sections. I don't have a choice. I'm going to have another C-section. So I'm going to be out at least eight, nine weeks that I can't forcefully adjust. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny how the universe puts things in order. The guy the chiropractor in the next town over, it's like 30 miles from us, is purely activator. So two weeks ago, he calls and he goes, um, have you thought about taking activator classes? And I'm like, no. He's the but you know, I have nowhere to send my patients. The next place is activator practitioner is like two and a half hours. Wow. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll look at it. So I looked online. It works out great. I've scheduled all three classes, paid for them you know, called my husband and said, Hey, we're going to Florida. I'm taking an extra day on the front end and an extra day on the back end. We're taking a honeymoon. We're going to Florida for a class. <laughs> He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that kind of stuff presents itself. And I, it's funny how things just work out in alignment when you have your priorities straight, when you separate your work and home life, and when you learn to vent and deal with tension and anxiety in a productive way it just makes life so much clearer and opportunities like that present themselves and it's amazing how things just work out so cool you know so you brought up dr nelson he used to teach this equation to us as interns and residents that was preparation plus opportunity equals success and i think what we would often see in interns or even in field doctors was that it would have opportunities arise that seemed really great. And I see this also in women now in their practices, they'll have opportunities that come up and they seem like really great opportunities, but because they haven't really spent a lot of time doing the work to figure things out for what that, what they really want or what's right for themselves, which would be like the preparation part of this. Yeah those opportunities don't always lead to the success that they think that they're going to lead to Mm -hmm. because get into this opportunity and find out, yeah, it really wasn't the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it actually turns into a bad situation. Well, that that would be like you. I mean, you've done your preparation for your, your athletic part of your practice, but, and you've got the opportunity, but I'm not so sure because it doesn't fit in alignment with what you want to do. Even if you did that, it probably wouldn't work out for the best, you know? Very possible. Yeah. And how long would it be sustainable for me is really exactly. a big question, right? Um, and again, that's something that we often don't think about as we go into a new marketing adventure of some kind. Like mm. we're going to um, offer 
I don't know. This happened a lot. We're going to offer free screenings of some kind in the office. And you do that and you get this big influx of people, but then it exhausts you, wears you down. And then how long can you keep sustaining that? Not very long. Not very long at all. Especially when it's taking time away from your family because you haven't set those clear boundaries. And then too, more likely than not, or at least I've seen it this way with my own practice, the patients that you attract in those situations are not your ideal patients. They're not people that you would normally day-to-day attract in your office. So it creates this imbalance and this friction, tension in your office because you really wouldn't have ever seen that patient in a day-to-day interaction normally, but now you've seen them in the screening, they've come into your office, and now you gotta do something with them. You know, even though it's kind of like, would I really have ever seen this patient otherwise? Like, for me, I'm not a PI person. Like, I just don't, I don't like to do PIs and I don't like to do workers' comp. Yeah. It's just not me. It doesn't fit my view of chiropractic. But my mom loves it. (laughs) God bless her. That's her kitten communal. Like, she just eats that stuff up. So, it's funny because if she's gone and I have to cover for her, like, I notice a, a difference. And it's me, it's all me, when I go to treat that patient. It's like, mm, I don't feel comfortable with this. And I'll tell her that, you know, please don't schedule your PI patients when they're gone. She's like, they're just patients. I'm like, no, you don't get it. It's tough for me to see those patients. Mm-hmm. Because it puts me in a different frame of mind when I go in to adjust them. I know that they're not here for the care that I would give them. So I think it it all goes back to you've got to know what you want and what you would see. And then that's what you go for. Like you said, it's about finding your tribe and chasing them, man. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So Dr. Aaron, if there is a mom that's listening today, who's feeling really overwhelmed, um, maybe even a bit lost in her life and in practice, she's not really certain what to do next. What advice would you want to give to her today? Holy cow, chick, chill out. <laughs> That's like the first thing ever. Always chill out. All right. Um, the second thing is you got to remember that if you can't do something and have fun with it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds hokey. Like tomorrow, my daughter's having knee surgery, both knees tomorrow in Vanderbilt. It's a big deal for her. We're going to have a great time. I know it's going to suck and she's going to be dumped up on pain meds, but we're going to make it a good time. So if you can't have fun, don't do it. That's rule number one. Okay. You got to find what you love and what you want to do with your practice and with your home life and then run to it. Yeah. With everything you've got, like head that direction. And if something doesn't fit, if it's your CA, if it's your patient, if it's, you know, somebody in your life that doesn't fit with where you're going, adios. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. You know, there's no questions about it. And I know I'm, I'm like you, Danielle, I'm a type A and I'm like decisions done over with no discussion about it. And other, <laughs> other people are like, but you may hurt their feelings. You're right. You may, they'll go, they'll grow up. They're adults. They'll handle it. Right. Yep. So, And the other thing is, if you need to talk, if you need to vent, if you need to scream and throw stuff and go, go ahead. 
I'm serious. Like let it all out because the more you hold that stuff in, trust me, I did it for 10 years. It's not worth it. It sucks the life out of you. Absolutely. So get it out, get it over with and move on with your life. Yes. And by all means, if, if they need to vent to you, I'm sure you're mo more than happy to take it. And I am too. So I'm actually really good at taking it. I, I get messages sometimes from mama chiropractors who are not in happy situations. They kind of like vomit the stuff all over, you know, and then they're kind of waiting for my reaction to be like, Oh gosh, that's so terrible. I'm just like, okay, cool. That's out. Now what can we do to clean that up? Exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. I mean, so if there's a mom that is um, wanting to connect with you, learn more about you or someone that wants to learn more about your practice. Where's the best place for them to find you at? Um, you can always go to my website. It's www.pernell, P-E-R-N-E-L-L, Jacobs, J-A-C-O-B-S, chiropractic.com. You can always shoot me an email. It's Greenwood, G-R-E-E-N-W-O-O-D, chiros, C-H-I-R-O-S, at gmail.com. And those come straight to my phone, so I'm really good at... Uh, responding to those unless they are after hours and then you'll have to wait till the morning. Yep. But yeah. Those are the best two ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, this has been a super fun. Chat I know, today. right? Yeah. You should do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally game for that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Anytime. No problem at all. Hey mama. I want to thank you for listening to the show today and invite you to become an aligned woman insider. When you subscribe, you'll get access to our upcoming free Ideal Patient Challenge and bi-monthly masterclasses, plus insights from me on growing a practice that's right for you and your family that I only share with insiders. So head over to alignedwomen.com and subscribe today. <laughs>